Welcome back to the Agile Administrator. I'm Julie, Director of Research at Participate. And I'm Allison. I work as an education strategist for Participate. It's a great episode coming up. It's the second one in our series with the administrators at WHO. Allison, tell us what we're going to be listening to today. We're continuing our discussion around school culture. William H. Owen is a, a great example of a place where school culture is live and, and vibrant, and it's a, just a fun place to be. And that's because of the school administrators that are there. The leaders in that school, um, Jamette McCahern, who's the principal, and Atricia Allen, the assistant principal, have a great partnership. And together, they combine their skill set to create a school culture that's fun and exciting and a place where teachers and students want to be every day. Today, we're going to talk about how they use their community to shape their school's culture, how they've been able to determine the assets that are in their community and use those in partnership to create just an engaging and and exciting place of learning. And this is so important. I really hope we um, get a lot of listeners for this because sometimes you come into school and it's like, well, we can't do that here. Too many challenges in the community, too much high poverty. Kids are in transit. Sometimes they're here one day, they're not here the next. And these women are really showing that that is not an excuse, that they have really built, they see assets in the community as opposed to always seeing the problems and the deficits. How many assets are in communities like these? And what I also liked about what they talked about is how much empathy they bring to that role. So as opposed to, again, seeing those deficits, they're like, what does the community know? And they said that, I believe, in one aspect of this interview, which is the community may tell them, hey, these families are really in need. Uh, This community is facing this. Um, And they know that the school is such a home base for many of these kids, and it's the continuity that the kids face every day, and that it's a safe space for these kids. And so the community now knows to come to them even before they have to go to the community. And it was really a great um, aspect of what they talked about. Yeah, they're making it happen. Mm -hmm. They really are. All right, well, let's get started with episode two. So you mentioned the community. Um, We know that community is so key, just not within the school walls, but outside the school walls. Um, Community is is also important when it comes to our school culture because it helps to shape, you know, who we are. As, as a school and as school leaders and a school family that you talked about. Um, I know that you involved your community at, at William H. Owen Elementary School. And a large part of that, or the beginning parts of that, is to find out what assets are in your community that help to shape and form what happens in your building, to help to support your mission and your vision, as well as, as having an input on that culture. How have, have you determined the, the community assets for your school um, so that you've got support within the building that really is, is helpful and, and productive? Well, I think we have a wide variety of parents and volunteers that come in, um, and we do create a lot of opportunities to involve the community, whether it's through donations or volunteer hours uh, or just inputting their time and just saying hello, giving the teachers donuts. Um, we, we really encourage them to come on into our building because we are one family, um, and we know that our community members are our biggest stakeholders. So we try to create those opportunities for them to come on in and feel like they're at home as well. So what are some of those opportunities that you feel you've presented to the community to be involved that you feel helps to to shape culture for you? Any school event, 
any school event. We always have volunteer opportunities for them to come in um, to maybe set up a booth or a table, conduct an activity. Um, we have all those type of activities for them throughout the entire school year. Tutoring, volunteering, coming in and read to a student, those kind of things. We're always looking for someone to come on in. We also have several um, church organizations that have partnered with us throughout um, the school year. Um, believe it or not, the community um, sometimes know the needs mm -hmm. that we have before we actually know the needs that we have. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. What a great point. Um, mm -hmm. And um, it's, it's sometimes shocking, but um, we have partnered with some um, churches because sometimes local churches um, have families in our school that they are aware of and they know about the needs, but they've partnered with us and, and they are volunteer. They also have um, teachers that attend um, their church mm -hmm. um, weekly um, that also share the needs of um, our school with them. And they'll volunteer, they'll call and say, hey, can we do this for the teachers? Hey, can we do this for um, this type of group of students? Um, they will um, donate bicycles to help um, increase um, our student motivation because that is one of the areas that some of our students lack is motivation. And so sometimes offering them a, a bicycle or an iPad, um, bringing those things into the school will help um, our students. So that's kind of how um, the community has partnered with um, our school. Also our PTO, we have a pretty strong PTO. That and stands for parent-teacher organization. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. yes. And um, believe it or not, those group of parents have a lot of connections. And sometimes um, as a school, we get stuck um, with um, soliciting from people that have always given to the school and not really reaching out. So um, as our PTO changed throughout the year, we realized that other parents um, have different connections. Mm -hmm. And so um, they share those ideas and that's how we create new community partners. What are some tips you might offer to an administrator when it comes to being comfortable about reaching to folks that you might not normally think about being partners? with the school. Um, you mentioned the faith community. Some people might, you know, not be as comfortable doing that. What are some things that you would offer as advice to, to school leaders when it comes to stepping outside sometimes our comfort zone to solicit help and support for students? My first um, advice would be to um, learn the community, mm -hmm. listen to um, the concerns of the parents, um, find out where your students uh, live, um, if that's in what that looks like is getting on the school buses, mm -hmm. riding that route, mm -hmm. um, or grabbing your school social worker and you all taking a ride out mm -hmm. in the community and looking at the different um, businesses and things that are surrounding um, your community, that would be my, my first advice. Um, and then um, just begin to network. Um, let them know some of the things that you are doing um, at the school that you um, need support with and start from there. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It, using the resources you have to help to, to connect mm -hmm. to other resources. I'm sure you're also impacting the community around you mm -hmm. with those mm -hmm. connections, certainly doing that. How have you seen this idea of community engagement shape your school culture? 
it allows the community to feel like they are a part of the Owen family. Um, Owen is more than a school to us. It's it's home. It's home for a lot of these children. It's home for the parents that come in. Um, and so when the community is engaged with the success of our school, they feel like they have a part of it too. They are our biggest stakeholders at Owen. Yes. Um, so it's very nice for us to be all on the same page. What's been a challenge for you when it comes to involving community? And how maybe have you overcome some of that? Because I know a lot of times it is just getting people in the building is is difficult, but there are other means of engagement as well. But is there a challenge that you have worked through that maybe you could offer as an example of of how to, to tackle something that some school leaders might feel uncomfortable doing or or have a struggle with? I would say one of the challenges that we have faced within, I guess, the last two years that um, I've been there is, um, as far as the parents are concerned, feeling welcome to come into the building Mm -hmm. and um, changing the perception of the community and of the parents. And as leadership change, um, oftentimes that's one of, I guess, the detriments of Mm -hmm coming behind a, a different leader, um, di- you have to kind of work to prove yourself or um, y- there's a challenge to change the perception of the school. And um, and I believe I can speak that for any any school, um, that there's always, a, a, everybody has their own opinion mm-hmm. um, concerning um, a particular school in the community. Mm-hmm. And so as a leader, you have to work very hard to change that perception. And so, and that that is always a challenge because leaders change, right. um, and you have to just, you know, put the truth out there. Um, know the difference between a school problem and a community problem. Um, there are things that happen um, in communities uh, in some of the neighborhoods that our kids come from. And um, sometimes they become a school issue and we have to let parents know, you know, actually that's a community issue. That does not reflect our school. That actually reflects the community. Mm -hmm. You know, when certain things happen within the community that spills over into the school. So that's always a challenge um, or has been a challenge for me, Mm -hmm. um, just trying to change that perception and change how people view William H. Owen. Right. And, and I agree with you that there is, I think that's probably the one challenge that is difficult for school leaders is the per, sometimes perception. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the things you've talked about to build your school family and school culture help that perspective to, to shift and change. Yeah. And, and I certainly, certainly think that's very evident in the, in the work you're doing. I really do hope other administrators around this country really listen to this section in particular, this episode in particular, because they are really taking on that challenge of perception. And I think there's a lot of public schools out there that are doing the same, and they're doing it with ease, they're doing it with fun, they're doing it with energy. And I love the specific strategies that they have, and we're going to continue to hear in the next episodes about how they're challenging perceptions that are just not true. It's a great school. It is a wonderful school, and um, it's a gem, like you said, for that community. And the fact that they've been able to reach out and engage parents and engage 
encourage other members of the community, the faith community, as you talked about, to to come into that school and actually shape that culture in even a more positive way. So kudos to these ladies. Well, I can't wait to hear about what comes next. So what's in the next episode, Allison? Actually, we're going to talk to these ladies about how they have used social media to shape their school's culture and tell their school's story. That sounds great. I look forward to hearing it. The Agile Admin wants to hear from you. We would love to include your stories of successes and challenges. Reach out to us through email at agileadmin at participate.com. A-G-I-L-E-A-D-M-I-N at participate.com. Or via Twitter using the hashtag AgileAdmin. The Agile Administrator is produced by Caroline Weeks and edited by Aaron Kane. Our theme music was written by David Hill at Trailblazer Studios. The podcast is a production of Participate, a place to learn, create, and collaborate. I'm Julie, and join us next time on The Agile Administrator.